Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, we greet you all who you are joining us in this broadcast today wholeheartedly and hope that also today a mighty word will be spoken to us. When we look into the world, one can get really frightened 
But as it is written in Luke 21, when the disciples asked our Lord, What is the sign of thy coming? And the Lord answered, When you see all these things, pestilences, earthquakes, famines, disobedience, wars, rumors of wars, then lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. We don't want to be frightened by that, what is happening in the world, but we want to deepen ourselves into that what is given to us, namely the precious word of our Lord that is written and which we received as our food. We are stocked up so much on food. Let us eat of it and let us be prepared for the glorious day of His return. No fear, no terror, but comfort and confidence in our Lord. May the Lord bless our beloved brother Frank, strengthen him after spirit, soul and body, equipping him always anew with all what he needs. And we are thankful that we still have the opportunity to by this broadcast be supplied with fresh food Let me read for the word of introduction before we pray a word from Ephesians chapter 4, the verses 2 to 16. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he laid captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, 
that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Yes, may this word work in all of us. May we all edify one another, comforting one another, helping where help is needed. And we thank the Lord that he keeps us together under his leading hand. May the Lord bless this meeting and strengthen us again in all and may he confirm that his word is the truth. Let us pray together. Faithful Heavenly Father, we thank you that we, despite of all that what is happening in the world, that we don't have to be afraid. For you foretold it in your word. And it will happen like this. But let us come together. Let us hold on to the food on your true word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your faithfulness every day, for the equipping and aligning in our daily needs. And we thank you that we are blessed daily. Lord, keep us in your love, in your rest, in your divine blessing. And we thank you for it. We cannot thank enough for everything what you have given us already and for everything what you still have in store for us. Praise, honor and glory to your wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Also I would like to greet all of you very warmly and welcome you to this broadcast 
We thank Brother Shera for the precious word that he read for the introduction. It is just so mighty when we think about how God used the prophets in the Old Testament and the Apostles in the New Testament how he could use them to set forth the counsel of God and especially the one with the church so that we today just need to open up the Bible the Old and the New Testament to read in it. And the nice thing is that Paul in the letter to the church at Ephesus didn't write to any denomination but to the true believers he could write one Lord, one faith, one baptism. He could emphasize the basic biblical truths up to the point that we should pay attention to not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but being built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, where no storm can move anything, where everything remains as it was at the beginning. We do well when we read Ephesians 4 once again and we thank God for our brothers here in Switzerland, whether Brother Scherer, Brother Keller, Brother Baumgartner, God has also taken care for that in Switzerland are true believers who are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but who abide in the doctrine of Christ, in the doctrine of the Apostles, and who experience their preparation unto the return of Jesus Christ. We greet also all in Austria and in all neighboring countries and also in all the world, yes, all up to the ends of the earth. We live in a special time. We hear 
the news and we ask ourselves what is still going to happen and we think here time and again on Matthew 24 in particular where it speaks of all the troubles and wars and rumors of wars of famines, of earthquakes, of pestilences. Everything is written that would happen before the return of Jesus Christ and that we should pay attention when all this takes place that we should lift up our heads because we know because we know that our bodily redemption is drawing near and the Lord will return to take his own home. Let us come straight to the special subject of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are so grateful to God that we find all the details written which at the first coming of Christ came to fulfillment And when Dr. Larkin counted correctly, then at the first coming of Christ, 109 prophecies and predictions from the Old Testament were fulfilled. Everything was written and everything found fulfillment when our Lord in Luke 4 read from Isaiah 61 he could say today this scripture is being fulfilled before your eyes over and again fulfillment of scripture fulfillment of scripture it is the same in our time and we arrived at the end of February and we think on the 28th of February 1963. Precious brothers and sisters, let us say it with all clarity. There are three different beliefs. The one is the true faith The second is the make-belief. The third, the unbelief. 
and we just have to say it with Abraham and all true believers. There it's not about a interpretation or explanation, but we believe God as Abraham believed. We believe God, namely that what God has said in His Word and what He promised. This is true, living, divine faith that was given to us. And our Lord says, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture says, likewise, He emphasized strongly, If ye believe not that I am He, ye shall die in your sins. And when we speak about unbelief, it started in the Garden of Eden, when Satan succeeded to offer unto Eve a question, should God really have said, there, where God's word is questioned, unbelief triumphs from the very first moment on. There, where that, what God has said, is being interpreted and is made fitting, there it is about self-made faith. There, where people believe with all their heart what God has said in His Word, there is true living faith in the one true living God who revealed Himself unto us in Jesus Christ our Lord. To say it here briefly, all Christian churches have their statements of faith. There is not one of the 350 Christian churches who still have the original faith. As we heard it in the word of introduction from Ephesians chapter 4, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. All have their own creeds and establish them. Others have dogmas introduced. Everything has become different. And Paul writes to the Galatians 
in the first chapter, especially in verse 8, that the curse is upon all who preach another gospel. One has to take this statement really serious. Whoever, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, preaches the same original gospel, the same divine message of salvation, the same faith, the same baptism, whoever does not agree with God and God's word on everything, he believes in vain. And to it, the Lord said, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Brothers and sisters, I think here on the example of the World Council of Churches, when at the end, in the summary, it was said, we are all fundamentally different from each other, but we are one in the Holy Trinity. And then, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, we have said it, and we must say it over and again. The representation of the Trinity as can also be seen here, that three eternal ones, three almighty ones, exist, is just totally wrong, has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the plan of salvation. It's the first heresy that was introduced And we all know the development after the times of the Apostles, whether through Polycarp, whether through Irenaeus, through Martin, through Augustine, we all know how it took its course up to the Council at Nicaea, when from 321 to 325 the convention took place and the discussion about the Godhead took its course. Brothers and sisters, Let me say it clearly. We don't go back to Nicaea. We don't go back to Chalcedon. We don't go back to Rome. We go to Jerusalem. We go to the original, there where the church was established, where she was redeemed 
where the total redemption took place through Jesus Christ our Lord on the cross of Calvary. There too we return. And let us also say this very clearly. The 28th of February 1963 was a very special day in God's plan of salvation with and for the Church of the Living God. We over and again emphasized it. There were promises for the first coming of Christ. There are promises for the second coming of Christ. And as there was a forerunner at the first coming of Christ, who was promised in the Holy Scripture, whether Isaiah 40, verse 3, whether Malachi 3, verse 1, first part, a man sent from God to show the way to the people of God to prepare them for Christ. We will just now read the scriptures. But in the same way, there are promises that forerun the second coming of Christ and which had to be fulfilled and will still be fulfilled. In April 1962, Brother Brenham received the instruction that he must move to Arizona for there the supernatural cloud will appear and he will be told what now has to take place in the kingdom of God. And then came the 28th of February and behold Brother Brenham was in the region of Tucson 42 kilometers away from Tucson, Arizona in direction Nogales at the Mexican border and behold it happened a mighty roaring from heaven accompanied with thunder, with lightnings, a mighty storm, mighty rain, the tips of the trees were chopped off, and then there is this thunder, and everything became bright. There was a blue sky, and in the blue sky, this cloud came down that I have shown many times. 
and Brother Brenham was taken into this cloud in a vision and behold the seventh angel in this cloud and the angels were in the form of a pyramid but not pointy but rounded and the seventh said to him return to Jeffersonville for the opening of the seven seals will take place the moment has come you can hear it in some sermons what this experience meant for Brother Brenham and that he then returned to Jeffersonville and in March 63 the seven seals were revealed and preached but here is the point that must be emphasized Already 1933, to this man of God, was said, as John the Baptist foreran the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. And to it belongs everything what has to do with the opening and revelation of the seven seals. Basically, all hidden mysteries of the Word of God were revealed. And we thank the Lord that we could recognize time and hour, yes, the day of God's gracious visitation, that we know in what time we arrived. And I thank the Lord who has given me a direct part in that ministry that he has given to Brother Brenham by his grace. I was together with him in December 62. He said to me that he must pack and that he must move to Arizona as it was revealed to him by God. He let me know in details what I would have to do. Yes, what I have to do. Brothers and sisters, from the very beginning, God has laid it in such a way that I, since 1949, when I heard for the first time of this man of God, I just knew a man sent from God. 
I have told you in the past sermons all the details and the various experiences. We thank the Lord God that Brother Brenham finished his ministry and that the Lord took him home and that since then when Brother Brenham was allowed to enter glory the divine message covered the whole earth and was preached and therefore Today, all of the people of God in all peoples, tongues and nations worldwide are addressed and all who are of God will recognize the time and hour. They will recognize from the Holy Scripture and from the fulfillment of Bible prophecy that the signs of the time point to the very near return of Jesus Christ. And it must be emphasized again what our Lord said. When you see these things coming to pass, Wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, many things are happening. Climate change, global warming. One just needs to hear the news. And then one can call out loudly, Today, all these scriptures, all these predictions are fulfilled before our very eyes and the whole press and all politicians, all the religious personalities and all the people notice everything and all should see that we arrived at the end of the end time and that the Lord sends the last message so that all who belong to His Church who can really say one Lord, one faith, one baptism who hold on to the unity in the Spirit according to the Word of God. Now, we will hear briefly some scriptures and go into them. Please, we read from the prophet Daniel, chapter 9, verse 23. Daniel 9, 23. At the beginning of thy supplications, The commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. 
Therefore, pay attention to the word so that you understand the revelation. Thanks be to our God. Not when you came to a discussion, but when you began to pray. Let this be said to all preachers, to all ministers of the word. First comes the prayer, and then comes the insight into the word that shall be preached. And pay attention to the word so that you understand the revelation that is written in the word. This word from Daniel 9, our beloved brother Urs Graf, he took this word particularly to heart. And he over and again emphasized it in his sermons. The beginning must be in prayer, that we, in prayer, seek the connection with God and find it so that He can speak to us and then through us. We were reading in the word of introduction, God has set into His church apostles, prophets, shepherds, teachers and evangelists so that the church is built up. But when it then comes to the prophetic part, then it is absolutely necessary to only say what God has said and then the said things to get it revealed and then telling it to the people. Thou art greatly beloved. To you will be revealed what God wants to show you, what God wants to tell you, so that you can pass it on. May to all ministers of the word the same be granted. Before the sermon, going into prayer, and then God gives grace. And then that what was said to us in the Word, we can pass it on, and all will by this receive teaching. Please. We read from Luke chapter 1, two verses, 76 and 77. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord 
to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Thanks be to the Lord. Thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. No prophet, no man of God prepares his own way. We were sent for the purpose to take away all obstacles out of the way to give God the opportunity to reveal himself anew as in the Old Testament it was prophesied on John so the same prophecy is in the New Testament being put upon the lampstand and addressed to him for whom it was meant. He should prepare the way for the Lord and prepare a people for the Lord. And this he has done by grace. We read from Mark 1, Verse 4 John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Yes, here we have a word that is much discussed. Some think The remission of sins is in water baptism. But please, before you read this word again, open up the Gospel of John, chapter 1. When John could point to our Redeemer and said, Behold, this is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John the Baptist, already in the faith, in the forgiveness that would take place by the blood of the Lamb, he preached to the people the full salvation, and they were baptized in the belief that their sins will be forgiven. Please read on. Luke 3, verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance, for the remission of sins. Everything what the Holy Scripture teaches is at least established on two or three scriptures. John the Baptist did not just baptize 
He preached repentance. He said to the people, repent, be converted, believe in the Lamb of God, believe in the Redeemer who will shed His blood. It was not only a message, but the core of the divine message was preached and all who believed in it that the Lamb of God would forgive the sin and would shed the blood of the new covenant for the remission of sins. They were baptized and thus they received what God already announced in advance. We read Acts 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Also this scripture is so misunderstood as if by baptism would be remission of sins. No, in water baptism we confirm that we received and accepted forgiveness and that we experienced it personally. We all know what our Lord has said in the Great Commission. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Water baptism is part of becoming a believer. And this we can read in the whole book of Acts, in chapter 8, verse 16, in chapter 10, verse 48, in chapter 19, verse 5 and 6, in Romans 6, verse 3, this we can all read. First comes the proclamation and the repentance, the conversion, that we receive and accept Jesus Christ as our Redeemer and that we believe in the forgiveness that came through the blood and was given to us. Let us read on. We read from Ephesians 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. We all heard it. In him, our Lord, in the Lamb of God, 
we have the redemption through his blood there is only one forgiveness of our sins and this happens through the shed blood already in the Old Testament when the people of Israel were laid out from Egypt the lambs had to be killed and the blood had to be applied to the doorposts but here we have a very special point to note. Read it. Not the door sill was applied with blood, but only left, top and right. Only the doorposts and the lintel were applied with blood for the blood should never be trampled on. The blood was for the protection. The blood was the guarantee that the destruction angel would pass over and that no firstborn of the children of Israel would be killed. The same it is in the New Testament. The blood may not be trampled on. It must be received and accepted. When I see the blood, then I will pass over you. In the blood of the Lamb of God, is forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God, full salvation and eternal life. For the life that was in the blood of the Son of God has returned into all sons and daughters of God who have been redeemed by the blood. So, back to the original proclamation of the full gospel, everything has its place. The blood of the Lamb, the forgiveness, the reconciliation, grace, the full salvation, the baptism, everything has its place. And we thank the Lord God for it, that we really, by the ministry of Brother Brenham, were called out from all traditions, from all Christian churches, and were newly built up upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And let us say it very clearly, as certain 
as there is only one true God who revealed himself in the New Testament, not in the Old. In the Old Testament, no one ever prayed to a Father in Heaven. There is not one single addressing in the 4,000 years of the Old Testament that somebody would have prayed to God the Father, let alone to God the Son or to God the Holy Ghost. No, in the Old Testament, God foretold everything what is part of his plan of salvation. And then, even I will be father unto him, and he shall be son unto me. You can all read it. Second Samuel 7, verse 14. You can read up everything. Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. Psalms 2 and all the other places. Isaiah 7, Isaiah 9. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Everything was foretold in the Old Testament. The son was not begotten and created and born in eternity. The son was born in Bethlehem. And brothers and sisters, read First John chapter 4, verse 2. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come as the Redeemer in the flesh is of God. He appeared in the flesh, born into this world. Mary received the promise, the Holy One born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So, God revealed himself to us in the New Testament as Father and Son and by the Holy Spirit. And therefore, it is written in the Great Commission of this one wonderful New Testament redemptive name that is above every name. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the divine message of salvation to all nations and baptize them into the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's how it is written in the Aramaic and Hebrew original text and baptize them into the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. God has revealed himself to us as Father in the Son and through the Holy Spirit in the one name that is above every name. 
And we would do well if we read in the Old Testament and especially in the Hebrew language what this name means. Isaiah said, And his name shall be called Emmanuel. And in the New Testament, his name shall be called Yahshua. Both, both. He was Emmanuel. He was Yahshua, namely Yahweh Savior. Oh, one has to take together both Old and New Testament. Brothers and sisters, let us thank the Lord, our God, for the absolute clarity And let us say it in all clarity, only since the year 321 after Christ, the Trinity doctrine was invented and the triune baptism formula was invented. And here, The translators who believed in the Trinity, they just translated freely and baptized them in the name of the Father, Son and of the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, the time has come where all error, all heresies have been exposed and we say it once again. Only he who respects God's word in the original and doesn't interpret it, but respects it, namely as it is written. About this, still much could be said. Let us summarize what it is about now. We live in the last period of time before the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Everything is happening in our time. All of Bible prophecy in all peoples, tongues, everything comes to fulfillment everywhere. We mentioned it, whether climate change, whether global warming, whether famines, whether earthquakes, everything, wars, rumors of wars, everything is being fulfilled. But in the church of the living God, the last message is being fulfilled. Ye, my people, come out, be ye separate, and touch not the unclean thing. And it just belongs to it. I say it freely and openly. God has given me the grace to dedicate my life already in 1948. And then I was baptized in the Baptist Church in the three titles. Then God gave me the grace. 1949, in the Pentecostal Church, 
to experience the baptism in the Spirit. But then God gave me the grace to hear the sermons of Brother Branham in which he emphasized that the biblical water baptism has to be done alone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He emphasized it and that we have to come out from all error, from all traditions, from everything and that we have to be separate and be sanctified in the word of truth. And then I was rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It just belongs to it. May all brothers and sisters, and in particular all ministering brethren, from this dilettantish proclamation, may they just read, may everything up into the details be revealed how important it is that we come out of all Babylonian captivity, which is in all the denominations, that we are called out and that we are laid out and come upon the holy ground of divine revelation, that we, before we preach, go into prayer and before From today on, a brother begins to preach. Please go prior to that into prayer so that the word is given to you and that you can be under the leading of the Holy Spirit. All brothers who now worldwide participate in the giving out of the spiritual food of the revealed Holy Word, they themselves were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all who believe the divine message, now They let themselves be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I actually don't want to say it, but just go into all churches. There it always starts in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The people cross oneself. In the Trinity, people bless themselves. In the Trinity, what shall one say to it? All of mankind, also all of Christianity, was misled. And therefore, God had to send a prophet who first prayed and then the word was revealed to him and then he could bring it. So, whether John the Baptist, he brought his message, we understand correctly what he preached. And then Peter, we understand it correctly, what he preached. 
we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we know that we first believe and then can be baptized. Just think of it. I don't say this to talk bad about it. But when a cleric in the church puts his hand into the water and sprinkles three times water on the forehead of the infant and says, now you are, according to John 3, born again of water and spirit. My God in heaven, all churches deceived the people from their childhood, from birth until their burial. The people were deceived in Christianity. And then I shall be silent. This is impossible. May God help me and may God help all who are ordained to be with the Lord throughout eternity. Together we glorify the power of the blood, the power of the word, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Lord will bring everything to pass in His own and will give the completion by His grace, by a mighty moving of the Spirit. To Him be the glory throughout all eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be to our God. The Lord bless you all in Switzerland, all in Austria, all in all neighboring countries, and all in all of the world, in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. We stand up for prayer. Please. Heavenly Father, we thank you with all our hearts for your precious word that we heard now. You helped us. You called us out from all the Babylonian confusion. You revealed your word unto us. And we may say, we believe only what the scripture says. Bless all who heard this sermon here in Zurich, in all of Switzerland, in Austria, worldwide. For we know your word is alive. It accomplishes in them who believe it for what you have sent it for. Thank you for this word proclamation, for your word, and bless your people worldwide. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Fried und 